Welcome back to Cinema Cold. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And this starts the beginning of our, what are we calling this? Uh, halfway, halfway to Halloween. Halloween. Right. Uh, no, I guess it'd be uh, halfway to October Scarefest. Yeah, that's the true name, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the, the more, true that's name. The, that's the catchier name, I think. It's what yeah, people half, will remember. Ha- yeah, <laughs> halfway to Scarefest. Actually, yeah. me and Chris, me and Chris talked about uh, Halloween H two O. We talked about how the title. Wait, are we talking about it on the episode though? Today's the episode for. Halloween yeah, but H2O. it's. But I'm bringing that, it up. Matt wants to talk about the ending of the movie real quick. Okay. Can we talk about the ending. Like all time no. sake. <laughs> Talking about how catchy the title is. Oh uh, yeah. We, that was that was we, an event. Yeah. That this movie was called H two O, and Chris's opinion was that it's stupid because it's it's water because it's h2o yeah yeah and we talked about how like the reason why you remember it is because it's stupid <laughs> yeah. because it's, it's it's dumb so it catches your it catches your like attention and you remember it for like oh yeah halloween h2o like yeah. can you guys tell me what the the title for halloween four and five are uh, uh the Re- revenge and return of michael myers is it i thought curse? it was curse no. of michael myers curse That's is six. six yeah yeah yeah. Is it six? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I heard they called it. They called it H two O. Prove me wrong. <laughs> they called it H two O since they had such a thin plot. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, such a watered down plot. That's uh, actually pretty good. Yeah. That's a very accurate one sentence summary. I think. I'm sure someone yeah. used it. They had to have. But um, so long. Story you heard short, it here first. <laughs> halfway to Scarefest. Yeah. October yes. Scarefest. Mm-hmm. We are starting this off. We got quite a few picks to do this month. We are starting this off with Halloween H2O from 1998, um, the seventh in the Halloween series. Um, I feel like we kind of want to go through all the Halloween movies, maybe. Mm-hmm. We've done uh, one, two, and then uh, 2018, but I don't want to cover the rest of this franchise. Did we do? Really? We did. Hold on. We did two. We did. We did, we a did one, together. two. It was like one of the first uh, Dark House on the Hill. We did a one, two combo. Yeah. Gosh, I did. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Well, oh, I would yeah, say I like the yeah, idea. I remember it. Oh, okay. Good job. Um, we're good. <laughs> we're good, guys. I remembered it. You know what's surprisingly entertaining, and I'm not saying it's good whatsoever, is we just went to the series back maybe a year ago. We watched Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, while it's not a good movie, man, that is insanely entertaining. And I mean, in the sense of like Jason X. Yeah. And see, like, previous episode jason x i did not have a good time with that one i enjoy it i, I oh yeah i don't love it i, don't I remember it, but... i remember the podcast i'll yeah. never forget yeah. it. Yeah. all right so h2o we've all seen this um i've seen this multiple times i've seen I this more has... than I, more than i probably should have yeah i've probably I, seen this like maybe like four or five times in my I've life seen, i've seen it a few times okay so that means we might kind of like it if everybody's seen it over Let's get yeah, through the episode. Times. Let's get through the episode and see how fun, how much fun we have. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So let's start us off. 1998 H2O. What does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Honto, I'll start off with you. 40. Matt? 30. 52%. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I would say like probably in the within the franchise, it's probably the third best if you exclude three because it's like not really a michael myers movie mm, okay I, i'd feel like it's probably one two three right or one two uh h2o is like the 
Dude, well, if you what, include what, the new what one. did you just say? <laughs> Sorry, it's it's confusing because Season of the Witch is not an ent- like a really an entry in this franchise. Yeah, you always skip over it because it's like not a Michael Myers movie. But I feel like if someone were to rank like the best Halloween movies, like I guess at the time uh, of H two O, it would probably be one two H two O. At the time, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I will agree with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I'll, yeah, okay. I, I'll give you that. Sorry, okay. it's a little confusing, just like this franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, though, I, you were like saying like all the right things. It was just, I know. It's super confusing. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. H2O's budget. Hanto, what do you think it was? 12 million. Matt, 15 million. 17. Oh, wow. So right. I can see that. I mean, it's. Yeah. Jimmy Lee Curtis, they probably had to give her a few bucks to get her they, back. They, they definitely cut the budget on the mask, so they saved her a lot of money there. Yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I got both pieces. We'll talk about the mask later on in the episode, but uh, let's talk about budget really quick with this movie, because this is related to the budget. You just mm-hmm. talked about how much they had to pay Jimmy Lee Curtis to come back for this movie. Um, John Carpenter is missing from this movie. And John Carpenter was originally approached to come back for the oh, movies man. and like better, movie. uh, but he wanted uh, $10 million to that's, like, to do seems, it. That seems doable. <laughs> Should no, be it doesn't. Well, Should okay. Be doable. So I'm going to say two things. 17. One. <laughs> yeah. One, that's insane. 10 million is, yeah. Especially when your budget's 17, but let's look at where John Carpenter is in his career at this point. Memoirs um, of an Invisible Man? Memo- or no, no uh, Vampires, I think. Yeah, he just got yeah. done doing Vampires. Yeah. Yeah, so I cannot Unders- see... Un- understandable. That's okay. <laughs> well, the re- the re- I, but honestly, I get it because his reasoning for it was he wanted $10 million not just to do the movie, but for just back payments on all the money, all the residuals that he's owed for the Halloween series. Okay. Because uh, Mustafa Akkad who's the producer up until what resurrection I think his last one is right. Cause he doesn't, yeah, up until, his, he's, up yeah, until he doesn't do the zombies. Rob zombie one. Oh, does he okay. do the zombies? I don't okay. think he does. No. Yeah. Uh, they had a feud because he was getting all the residuals and um, John Carpenter got nothing. So John Carpenter basically was like, Hey, I, I just want money that's owed to me from this entire series that has right. made you guys bank. Um, and he also wanted a three picture deal. And they both like kind of like argued with him about it, and he backed out. He's like, "No, I'm good." Gotcha. Yeah, I think he would have had more leeway if it would have been '80s John Carpenter. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, fun trivia. That was good. I enjoyed that. I don't actually. I disagree. I don't think he would have had uh, more of a ground to stand on in the '80s. Why? I think because like if you like looking at Carpenter's career, he's always had like. Uh, these kind of incidences with like um, all of his movies. I mean, you just look at like if you read the the history on all these on all these movies, it's like it's hard for him to get them made, mm-hmm. and then they then they're not appreciated when they come out, and that's why like every it, like it's, it's like force. It was like at one point it was like he worked his way up as an independent, yeah. made Halloween, and was at the top of his career, and then it just kept kind of going down because. Not to say his movies were bad. It's just for some reason it was harder to get funding. It was like, you know, he does the thing and the thing the con- is an awesome movie. The, the concepts are like all, I mean, they're all cult classics today. They're not really like, and they're like kind of like genre movies, you know, they're yeah. not really like 
fan favorites or like uh like i guess pop pop movies or whatever you know yeah they weren't well received on uh, initially coming out and it's like across sure. his entire like almost his entire like i think safe new york was like was decently well received but he does the yeah. thing and it's a failure yeah and then he's got to go do starman for a studio for, i think he does it for universal mm-hmm. i can't remember i can't remember the mix there's like a story there but like right uh yeah so i don't think he would have had the ground to stand on like I don't think he was. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Like short. Long story short. Like I feel like the '80s would have been better for him than the '90s. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, because uh, I know. The movie, look at the movies that came out in the '90s. <laughs> They're all. I, and I don't think he wanted to be a part of Halloween, really, because I mean, there's that story we talked about when we covered Halloween Two about the only way he got through Halloween Two was a case of beer when he was writing a screenplay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he did it in like a night or whatever, like a week. Um. And he just didn't want to be a part of it. So I think right. his ten million dollar mark is like, yeah, like if you guys don't take this, if you guys take it, sweet. If you don't, I'm good. I don't really need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So good riddance. Uh, so seventeen million dollar budget. How much did it make at the box office? We do not have worldwide since there's no international numbers. Okay. Uh, so this is domestic only. Hanto, I'll start off with you. Fifty million. Okay. Matt. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, this was a, I'm going to go with close to Hanto's. I'm going to do like a 60 though. I'm going to go above his 60 mil, 55. So that goes, that goes to Hanto. It's so close. So, yes. so I mean, if you do inflation <laughs> from $1998, I'm sure that's got to be close that's to hundred mil. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a hit. I don't know. Do you know? Do you really know that math? Or are you just pulling it out of your ass? <laughs> um, I'm sure. I for judging for inflation, I'll tell you what. Hanto, take us to the cast and crew. I'm gonna look up the inflation numbers. Okay. On okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly enough, I didn't realize this movie was stri- uh, directed by Steve Miner, who did uh, Warlock, which I want to cover of the podcast sometime. He did uh, probably best known for Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three. Uh, he did House. The uh, uh, and then, like, as he got towards the end of the 80s and the 90s, he did the incredibly offensive and problematic Soul Man starring C. Thomas Howell. Mm. And then he also did Forever Young, My Father the Hero, uh, Lake Placid, I guess going back to horror in the 90s, and then uh, Texas Rangers with uh, James Vanderbeek. Do not know that one. I do, because it's like the poster. It's like the traditional poster where they're standing foreground to background i think yeah. you got like usher raymond uh james vanderbeek uh it's like a bunch of like teen we've talked about this teen stars or whatever okay uh go ahead i was gonna cut you off i got the inflation number really oh it you came did, up like oh, you did? okay did, did you like a conversion like thing or there was actually an article on the inflation it was talking about oh. h2o so it popped okay. up right away okay. 108 million that's not so. bad not bad yeah that's wow a, Dude, you're really close. That's crazy, man. What a box office hit. (laughs) No bullshit. I'm very uh, I'm very impressed. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Do you know what's crazy? Uh, We were watching that Blockbuster documentary, and they don't talk about this in the Blockbuster documentary. That one on Netflix. I don't know if you guys checked it out. Yeah, I have it. But do you remember how much rentals used to be back in the day? They were pretty expensive for new releases. Yeah, right? I I think it was like three for old movies and like five or six for new releases like the two-day releases i always yeah. thought it was 3.99 yeah. for new releases maybe i remember oh, it might be more expensive though 
regardless, like that's pretty expensive. Like you're good. I'm only bringing this up because you talk about inflation. Yeah. That's 20 years ago when this movie came out. So, so now, it, came out inflation, now that's like 105 like, or 108 like million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if you're, if you're doing that right, then, then, then that, inf- that inflation, you doubled it. Right. So it would have been like an $8 rental. Probably like back yeah. in the day. Cause you look at it now and it's like, you go to Redbox and you can rent a movie for like a buck or like yeah. $2 yeah. for the yeah. night. You know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, no wonder why like the, like Blockbuster ate itself. I know they point to like Netflix and that. And streaming killed it, but yeah. I really feel like uh, I don't know. Then why do like red boxes do so damn well? You know, no, phys- um, no because- physical, no physical upkeep of a store. They don't have to pay electric sure. and all that stuff. You know, employees. They don't have to pay employees. Well, I was gonna say on top yeah. of that, like the demand for films back then. That's the only place you could get them. Yeah. So you paid those prices. Now movies are everywhere and um everybody's got a vcr so since they you, have that yeah do you think that like let me then let me ask you then do you think it would ever come back no like in some form or fashion no nope no netflix no. netflix and streaming services are way too ahead at this point to even like i think park in a return of physical media okay and stores basically what if i know we're still not talking about halloween but (laughs) what if okay in a freak scenario all the studios start buying all their movies back and now all of a sudden there's like too many streaming channels there already are and and people are like yeah there already are but the streaming channels get more and more they get tighter and tighter and uh not everybody's buying into that anymore and then all of a sudden like people want a one-stop place to go watch rent movies do you think it could come back in that kind of aspect too so you're saying if too expensive. all the movies got erased and no if it, they no if they got divvied out to like all the studios and now all of a sudden instead of like right now i've got like okay right now i've got about 12 streaming channels yeah on my roku all right so what if it gets to a ridiculous amount of like 50 different streaming channels and you're like i need to watch this movie but it's on this particular streaming channel which we are kind of going down this route it is already there yeah so i'm saying like freak scenario everyone buys it back the public gets annoyed with this and it's like, you know what? I just want to watch this movie. I don't want to have to pay like, $10 for this app. Right. Like, do you, could you see like a physical rental medium coming back? I don't because I, yeah. you can still rent it online. You know, like you get, instead of getting the app, you could probably rent it. And yeah. at that point, even if they're charging $10 for a rental. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Also, so as you're as- saying, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Hanto. I asked oh, a question. I, I, I want to hear your response. I was just going to say, as long as Amazon is operating as a business, there's always going to be a $2 rental there. Yeah. yeah. You can always do it from the comfort of your own home. And just the concept of like having to produce or mass produce physical media, way too expensive. They're not going to do it like ever. Yeah. You know, that's just I, And I, I'm not like arguing with you. I think like, yeah, sure. it's de- dead as a doornail, but um. I could, you know, I could see something like like that where like a blockbuster app or something like that. And then all of a sudden, because Amazon doesn't, Amazon, yeah, rents these movies out, but they don't own any of them. So any at any point, people can just pull them and say like, uh, you know what? We don't want you to rent this out for $2. We yeah. want it on our streaming channel. So what if Blockbuster did that? And they're like, like the Redbox app. The Redbox app is sort of that way. 
but it's it's a kind of more of a narrow i feel like they uh i feel like in the blockbuster like business model uh within like the i wouldn't just say within the like the last 10 years they tried to do a streaming service and it did not work at all yeah i feel like they did and like it was just it was like a a last-ditch effort like when the stores start closing you know it was like a last-ditch effort for them to try to like make up ground for the ones that they lost over the Netflix, you know, battle basically. And yeah. they just couldn't keep up and they had to shut down like immediately. That's why there's only like that last blockbuster. Where is the last blockbuster? Is it in uh, Alaska or is it in Oregon or something? It's Oregon. Oh, I think it's Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There yeah. was, okay. So there were two at one point. One was in Alaska, Oregon, mm. Alaska one. They talk about that in that documentary. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. do they? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing okay. too. If there was a movie and you're like, hey, only available on this app. I think honestly, most people would be like, "All right, I'll just find another movie to watch." Like, it's it doesn't mean yeah. that much to me. I mean, yeah, yeah. It'll it'll stream at some point. They'll forget about it, and then when they see it again on the streaming service, that's free finally, and they'll be like, "Okay, yeah. you know, yeah." Directed by Steve Miner, full circle. H two O. H two O. Eight dollars. Yeah, one hundred eight million dollars. Uh, <laughs> starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Previous episodes: Halloween one and two. And are now playing on 2018 Halloween. She's also in The Fog, Terror Train, Prom Night. Uh, we also have Josh Hartnett as not 17 year old John. Dude is like, <laughs> I think he's like already like he's like already like 25 at this point. He's like, I'm 17, Mom. Like I should be able to go on. <laughs> you know. I wonder how old he actually was in this movie. I think I looked it up. He may have been 20 or 21, but he definitely okay. is not 17. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, I think hot off the press in the faculty. And then I think uh, shortly after he did, uh, I think like Lucky Number 11 and 30 Days of Night. Um, I feel like his career didn't really like go anywhere. He uh, stepped back. I remember reading an article about it. He just didn't want to do it anymore. He's in it. Um, um, I just watched a trailer for a new Jason Statham movie. And I think <clears> he's <throat> in that movie. Oh, uh, okay. It's like well, a new he- like action movie or whatever. Well, I know he made a comeback when he did um, Penny Dreadful. Um, yeah, that was like his return back to acting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know the full story, but yeah, he stepped away for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, I watched that. I watched the like, first, uh, I watched first season, the first season I think. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. was a little it was a little too chaotic, I think, for me. Yeah. yeah. It didn't really go anywhere. Um, you got Michelle Williams uh, from Dawson's Creek, the entire series uh surprisingly she started doing a basically making a killing in the acting scene nominated for several oscars uh manchester by the sea blue valentine brokeback mountain i think a um uh there's another movie i can't remember what it was though but she got nominated for her fourth fourth movie then we have uh jody lynn o'keefe uh previous episode she's all that and i think a season of 24 and then we have um the other friend, Charlie, played by Adam Hand Bird. Did you guys recognize who this who this movie? Matt from? tried to tell me, and I said, yeah. "Save it for the podcast." I have no so, idea. Who this is. So I was like, I was like, dead set. I was like, "Oh, cool! That guy from Cabin in the Woods is in this movie." Looked at him up. <laughs> looked him up. Nope, he plays young Robin Williams from Jumanji. Yep, man, that's good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wow, Crazy. I have not. I, I didn't notice it until this watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a visual gag for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Wow, that's bizarre. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, they look similar. Like um, the dude from Cabin in the Woods. 
yeah and then, I, uh, totally but, that. but when i saw it, i was like oh yeah it definitely is that dude like yeah, yeah. oh um he also has got uh, quite a similar uh, look uh, to Topher grace a little bit um no not that 70s show hair that he's got oh yeah <laughs> that little like 70s haircut he's got yeah. going on a little butt cut keep going i'm done i tried a butt uh, cut man L. cool j that one forever l cool j as ronnie the security guard uh totally wasting this movie oh that yes. was fun in this he was all right i feel yeah, like I, they did, this. I feel like he should have done more but like they kind of write him out of the the last like epic <sighs> part of the movie doesn't mm. do anything we'll get to it yeah uh he was in into deep any given sunday deep blue sea uh swine hunters i was about to say i think at some point we should cover it uh we talked about it several times in the past but mine hunters which is a rennie harlan movie it's an odd movie it's a very very weird movie it's very entertaining it's it's like um it's like uh what is it the um the agatha christie and then there were none where they kind of like it's like a murder mystery, but every, uh, each character kind of gets picked off one by one. I guess it's like mm-hmm. a hor- uh, like a thriller horror movie. I guess would it be considered? I would a say so. Movie? Yeah, I would say so. I uh, don't know what we're talking about. Mine it's Hunters. like Val Kilmer, Christian Slater, LL yep. Cool J, yeah, and uh, dude from Hackers, uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, he's, he's like, in that. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. he's like the main character, or whatever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's like I feel like he's a rich boy now because he's he's. <laughs> Making so much money, probably, probably, off of uh, several th- seasons of uh, NCIS LA. Right. Oh, yeah. That show's been on for like 15 years now, and he's still still making it, which is crazy. Yeah. Ladies love uh, Cool J. CSI. Dude, and he doesn't look like he aged a day. <laughs> he's like, aged he very well. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look like he's aged at all. So it's great. It's like, he's great. Yeah. I can imagine it being like a time travel thing where you go 10 years into the future and you're like, man, this, sh- this show's still going on. Like, or you think it's like a rerun? You're like, no, this is a man. brand new episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Chris McDonald's like super aged next to him. Like, like old. <gasps> Come on, LL Cool J. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that Old Spice commercial with LL Cool J? Where it's like, I feel before, like I have. It's like, it's like before and after uh, Old Spice, basically. It's okay. like it's like him talking, or it's like I think I remember him, this. Him as like a scrawny kind of geeky kid, and it's like okay. going up to talk to a girl. She's like, "Hey, oh, cool, Jay." He's like, Ooh! and then just like kind of runs away, and then he like steps in. And he's like, "That was me before Old Spice," and he's like talking about basically it's like an ad before and after Old Spice. I do remember this. Yeah, it's yeah. very very funny. Um, got Janet Lee, Norma. Psycho, The Fog, Original, Angels in the Outfield, Manchurian Candidate, Touch of Evil. Then we got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Angels in the Outfield, the new uh, the, <laughs> the, the remake. Man, he couldn't even get it out. I know. Third Rock from the Sun, 10 Things I Hate About You, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, and 500 Days of Summer. He kind of disappeared, I think. I haven't seen him in anything recently. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I follow him I on know. Facebook, and he's really big on that um i don't know if you pronounce it hit records um but he's all about like creating art like it's really cool yeah yeah, i I remember he was on i can't remember what channel it was on it was on a cable channel and he was doing his show yeah do you know i'm talking about like it was like a like a video creating kind of like what you're saying but he had a tv show based on it okay okay and it was just like basically like independent make independent like filmmakers and 
video yeah. makers and he was okay. trying to get them all together and is it kind of like I, a is it kind of like a project uh show. is it kind of like a project Greenlight with ben affleck and matt damon is that kind of like no that? no because it wasn't like one big project it was just kind of like what just, chris is saying like he's going around and just like just getting creators together to make stuff that's cool that's yeah really yeah cool. um i can't let for life of me remember the damn show though we'll find out shortly but uh yeah it's pretty much i all i have right now oh uh, there's a few um joseph gordon levitt's buddy in it yeah he's uh, uh can't hardly wait right yeah he's one of the dudes that hangs out with uh seth green yeah yeah um and i thought he was in um she's all that a lot of people are in she's all that <laughs> if you're if you're a teenager you're in she's all that dude right. i feel like everybody was in this era was in she's all that like yeah at least in the background maybe that's true that's true um i feel like there was a couple other names in there actually there's not there's really nobody else in this movie not really um oh um oh and then the um, original actress from the first halloween yeah was, oh uh, the nurse yeah yeah and then, Carson, um, the, oh, good. Nancy no, Jane go Stevens. Who is the guy that she dates in this? I feel like I've seen him oh, and stuff, but I forgot to bring him up. It's Adam Adam Arkin. He's okay. here and there and, and stuff. I feel like he's a big TV guy, like Chicago Hope. Um, and then he was on um, Sons of Anarchy. I remember him since an Anarchy. Okay. And then he popped up, I think, uh, a couple times on Monk. Okay. Monk. Monk. Um, it's weird. I don't know why I remember this. Is that your Ted Levine uh, yeah. impression? <laughs> yeah, Chris, what do you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> say? Say candy cane. Get it over with. Candy cane. Let's go. <laughs> nice. Uh, that movie, movie we should cover on the podcast. But go ahead, Chris. What's your? What? Go ahead, Chris. What do you want to say? You're really going to blow your million. mind. One hundred eight million dollars. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> All um, right. Inflation. What? Go ahead. When this came out, uh, that guy was on the daily show and john stewart uh interviewed him about h2o mm-hmm. and he's like why don't we go ahead and cut to a clip of the movie and it was the scene where uh uh Jean lee curtis is like sitting on his lap and she's mm-hmm. telling him like who the she story. actually is and everything yeah and like in the clip like he pulls her shirt down and he like, kind of kisses above her boob and i remember it freeze framed on that and it cut to john stewart and he was like what is that and like he was making fun <laughs> of him like interviewing him it was really funny but that's awesome that's what I had to tell you. Cool. It's for pretty good trivia. Matt, tell us more about Blockbuster. <laughs> hey, I think it was a I think it was a solid question to ask. I think I it had was. solid trivia. It was, yeah. I did solid on the cast and crew, I think. Especially I think uh, you did as well. A niche market for people who want to go rent stuff again. And it's just like you. You collect VHS tapes. Hell, all three of us collect vinyl. Like it's a niche market, but you know who's saying that like i would dude if a video store opened up down the street trust me i'd probably be there a lot oh i would too for sure all right let's go ahead and dive into halloween h2o mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be done in five minutes let's move straight forward <laughs> all right so halloween h2o starts off um i think this is an awesome opening to this movie i think it's a pretty uh, good yeah, uh, cold open yeah yeah i i totally yeah. dig this because it's you followed the past three movies and it's been um jamie which has been um jamie lee curtis's daughter like in the original series mm-hmm. but we're forgetting all that happened which i will say this movie does a very good job at i don't know okay so i guess we're going into the movie but i have a question at the same time okay do you think okay. if you weren't a halloween fan 
you would be able to watch this and know that this was erasing the previous three movies or four movies or whatever. So if you're no. going, if you if you go into this as like the first movie or whatever, or no, no, I'm just saying, say you've watched them all up to this point and you haven't read anything online that mm. this is starting over. Like, would mm. you be able to pick up that this was starting over? I guess. Okay, Matt, do you, do you, you think... hear? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because like, we got to say this for the audience. So this movie eliminates three, four, and five, and six. So yep. it yep. this movie acts as if just one and two exist, and this is a sequel to two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, yeah, you would know, or you would you don't have to know that going into this movie, because all that stuff that happens in four, five, and six happens in like Haddonfield, and uh, and it's characters that aren't in within the circle of Jamie Lee Curtis, because they yeah. say that Jamie Lee Curtis is dead. Oh, they do. And I and like four, I think, or five. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Because it's that's yeah. when Jamie finds out. Yeah, they yeah, that's when they say she's dead in four and five. This is gonna get so confusing. No, they actually um, say it in this one too. Yeah, they and then say, in this yeah. one they say that yeah. she faked her death. So that kind of matches up. So okay. you don't really yeah. have to know that in this universe that three, four, five, and six don't exist. But there was a scene at one point in Jamie Lee Curtis's classroom where uh, a student goes by the his like basically she she does a book report on this book called the Haddonfield murders mm-hmm. and she saw and, and that was their way of segueing all of the the four five and six uh storyline into this and they were going to say like yeah her daughter jamie and stuff like that and, and at, okay. at the end of the scene uh jamie lee curtis was going to run out of the room and like puke in a in a bathroom because like just the just hearing about it and everything gotcha because it's her okay. daughter her daughter eventually dies yeah. right because um, i think okay. in uh um, yeah in halloween cut it halloween six the family that moves into the house the the is it the myers house because that's all strodes they're all strodes i think yeah, so yeah they're, they're trying, supposed to be related so they're trying yeah. to like continue like the strode family lineage or whatever yeah yeah and whatever so i mean i don't know i feel like watching this I only knew that it erased the previous ones because I had read it online. Like I didn't I, walk into it and it, I didn't put yeah. it together as I watched the movie. As I, I guess, saying. I guess yeah. until uh, the 2018 uh, version came out, the 2018 Halloween. Yeah. Where they started talking about all the different like cross like ways to watch Halloween. You can watch yeah. one, two H2O, or you can watch one 2018 or four, five, mm-hmm. six or whatever. Uh, I didn't realize, I guess, that this was like erasing or potentially erasing four, five, and six in a way. I didn't know this either yeah. until like recently. That's what I mean. Like recently, yeah. I mean, like when the 2018 came out, like that recent for me. Yeah. But it's just so odd that you could sit there and be like, hey, look, we know no one's seen these movies. Let's just pretend like they didn't happen. Like that's such a bold move. Like you yeah. couldn't do that with, I don't know, you couldn't do that with Fast and the Furious. You couldn't just like, you know what I mean? Like people would be like, "Hold on, like yeah. this did where did this well, character come from? What happened and, to him?" You know? Yeah, and that's when it gets weird with like the James Bond movies. Very weird because it's kind of the same thing where it's like you're getting new James Bonds coming in, and then every once in a while, like when a new James Bond comes in, like everybody that is like a, the older cast members, yeah, treat that James Bond like he's a brand new James Bond. 
Yeah. But at the same time, it's like confusing because you're like, yeah. Uh, then they act like they know him too. Yeah. So it's it's real weird. It's like they do this like the introduction, gets, but they act yeah. like they've known him for years. And- it gets like especially weird with that continuity when they have Judy Dench as the Pierce Brosnan uh, M. And then it's like yeah. Daniel Craig's uh, first outing at, as Bond. He gets his first double O or his first two kills to get the 007. Now she's in like that as M. And it's like, I don't understand what's yeah. going on with this franchise anymore. It is so stupid that they don't do that. Like we've the talked about name. this, but the code yeah, name. the code name. Because that the, makes so much sense. It's cool, cool as hell. I wish they would do it, but it's not the case. Yeah, they screwed it up with uh, Spectre. Um, Spec- no, not Spectre. Uh, Skyfall. Oh yeah, yeah. They screwed. They they screwed up with Skyfall. But go yeah. ahead, Chris. So this opening scene in H two O opens up H two O. Yes. So we are guys. <laughs> we're talking about H two O. Surprise. Two hour episode <laughs> for a, an eighty minute movie. <laughs> I know. Um. So H two O opens up with basically it's the nurse from the original that worked with Loomis, kind mm-hmm. of. Um. And her house gets broken into, so she goes across the street or over and gets the neighbors to help him out, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his buddy. Mm-hmm. And this whole scene of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his buddy, like, going through the house and, like, stealing beer and, like, kind of trashing the place. The dialogue flows really well in this. Yeah. Like, the, jokes, yeah. the jokes hit. Um, and I think this is mainly due to Kevin Williamson writing I would say because... it's probably Kevin Williamson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who doesn't have a credit, by the way, as a writer on this. He's Does uncred- it? He's uncredited, no. and uh, they use a clip from Scream Two, I think. Yeah, yeah, they do. Scream Two later on. He wrote like he wrote a good chunk of it, but like he doesn't get any of the credit for it because there's like a WGA rule where you have to write thirty three point three percent of a script in order to be a uh, a name on the uh, actual screenplay, and he didn't. Okay. So they instead they listed him as executive producer. Okay. But you can okay. But you can tell when it's him, like this it's opening very, scene, the very snappy dialogue and yeah, dude. Yeah. Even the, I like scene, the scene, a lot. Um, uh, I was gonna say even the scene with um, what's uh the teacher that works at Jamie Lee Curtis? I can't think of his uh, role in this movie. Oh, the he counselor is yeah, counselor. Is he, oh, he's a counselor. Yeah, even when he goes into the uh, dorm room of the two girls. And they make the jokes about, you know, we're going to get our nipples pierced and, or that's what he says and all yeah. that. Like that's very Kevin Williamson, like very yeah. quirky dialogue. And yeah. I just um, imagine, I just imagine a teacher walking by or uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and she's the head, was the headmistress of the school. Like I need to talk to you. And then just ends up firing the guy. Nipples? You're fired. Nipples? Pierced nipples? Are you kidding me? Well, is, um, is he? He's not Michelle uh, Williams' dad. Is I don't dude, think so. I have watched this movie thirteen times, probably, and this is the first time I watched it and realized that he is not. He's neither of their fathers. Like okay. I always thought he was one of the fathers. Yeah, Once I watched yeah. it. I was like, he's yeah. totally not. Oh he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. He's just there. Yeah, that's weird. I yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I want to talk about this opening scene because uh, I don't because I know what you're going to talk about. What so. I watched no, this. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not going to talk about it. We're <laughs> I, watched, wait, so I want to. I want to know now. Yeah, this we rewound stupid. this movie like 13 times because. Um, so on the porch, no, we of didn't. One of the kids once. On the porch of one of the kids is the uh, butterball from Hellraiser. 
Oh, with the okay. glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. Cenobites. Yeah. So then it cuts to him, and then it cuts to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he's got a Jason mask that he pulls up. And Matt goes, huh. He's like, I wonder if there's a Freddy Krueger in here somewhere. We rewound this movie so many times. Once. We rewound it one That's time. That's a lie. That is such uh, a lie. No, because I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder <laughs> so if there's like, there's like, you know, it's it's a Halloween movie, so there's you know Michael Myers, Hellraiser, Jason, and I was like, okay, what if there's like a, a Nightmare on Elm Street like little thing thrown in here, mm-hmm. and so no, we just kept rewinding it over and over and over. It wasn't, but anyways, the <laughs> opening scene. I really like this idea of her going into the house and yeah. it's daytime and it's like I, I wish it would have stuck with the daytime and not had the transition in the night. Yeah, it, it uh, when the other friend is hanging out with her and then Justin Gordon-Levitt is walking around, it's daytime and then when he leaves, it's like four hours later, nighttime. Yeah, he comes out it's like pitch black. Yeah, it's like what? but like it's. But not even as a continuity thing. I really like this like daytime. Yeah, thing. the daytime just attacking the daylight. That's yeah. what made that's what made the the best part of the first Halloween is when you see Michael Myers hide around the you know the corner. Daytime, he's just out there in daytime. It's terrible. Yeah, it's awesome. I like I like the idea that it's like, especially in horror movies, like Midsummer does this, mm-hmm. and it's a horror movie that's in broad daylight. Yeah, I really like that where it's like you know what we're gonna be scary during the daytime. The yeah. monsters don't always have to come at night. Exactly. You know? I like that a lot. I like that concept yeah. a lot. So um, she, uh, yeah, her house gets broken into. The kids look through it. They find nothing. She goes into her house alone, gets scared, runs next door to the kids to ask them for help, and she finds out they're dead. Um, I remember really? even, like, as a kid, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt with, like, the ice skate. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was pretty That really intense. got me as a kid. Yeah. yeah that's a yeah, very that's intense. Early. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the cops end up showing up to her house while she's in this other house. And this would be a cool scene. Like she like breaks through the window to yell to the cops that like, he's over here. Yeah. And as she does it, she gets killed, but it's very like, um, it, it's insane. I felt like they spent all the money on the ice skate till. Yeah, yeah. And then when it gets to this, like, it looks like one of those just like pumping the blood through the. Yeah. 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 But it's still like effective regardless um and then it cuts like the cops and are looking through her house and then it kind of gives us like the history on michael myers this is kind of yeah. like puts you back up to speed i guess um Hanto, yeah you well, uh, no i was just gonna say it's like a ton of just sound clips they're just like literally going through every movie sound clip well i actually told matt i don't know where i read this um that's none of that is donald pleasance it's all it really recorded yeah it was a, like a voice imitator they yeah. should have had. They um, should have. They should have had the imitator uh, say, "Lonnie, get your ass away from that." <laughs> As the title comes up, yeah, H two O. He's like doing his. Uh, he's doing the recording for this. He's like, I also do other uh, impersonations, and they're like, "Yeah, go ahead. We're even trying." Lonnie, get your ass over here, <laughs> man. Yeah, why don't you just stick to the Donald Pleasant? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? I have more lines. I, can, I have more lines. I can say. <laughs> Um, so after this whole thing, so basically this whole movie takes place on like this private school. I guess mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. Is, it, is it like it's not like a boarding school, right? Or yeah, it's, just, know, yeah, it it's a it's a it's a private boarding school. That's what is it that is. what it is. Okay. Yeah. And basically, just to set the whole entire movie up, uh, Jim Lee Curtis has a son, Josh Hartnett, who goes to the school, and she's like the head the head, the head honcho mi- here, headmistress. Yeah. 
And we also have Michelle Williams and I don't want to like be disrespectful, but two other friends um, that are basically there, not for any character development whatsoever, but just to show their deaths. Yeah. And it is Halloween and this is 20 years after the first one. And Jamie Curtis has not gotten over this whatsoever. So I think it opens up. It's Jamie Curtis having a nightmare about mm-hmm. Michael Myers walking through her school. Yeah. 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 And we do establish a few things here, I guess, like their father's out of the picture. Uh, like Josh Hardnett and it's kind of like throwaway stuff like Josh Hardnett gets a birthday card from their like deadbeat or the deadbeat dad which is smoking deadbeat you know whatever is which is never bought up again just don't even put it in there you don't even need it yeah but basically it's Jamie Lee Curtis dealing with this whole entire day and how much it stresses her out so meanwhile this is while this is stressing her out this is like the day before some big Yosemite trip that everybody at school is taking this is a school trip yeah yeah it's like an annual school trip I think Mm mm-hmm and basically, this is all set up. I know I'm saying a lot of words right now, but just to set up the plot. Yeah. Um, but basically, Josh Hartnett's not allowed to go to Yosemite because Jamie Lee Curtis is just like over worried about everything. I think it's because it's Halloween, right? She's overprotective of like, yeah. especially Halloween. It's like one day of the year, you gotta yeah. be safe, you know? Well, and speaking of, so, so Josh Hartnett sneaks out with his buddy to go get some booze, mm-hmm. which one, uh, Matt made a very good point right here. Um, they yeah. asked LL Cool J, who's the security there, like, yeah. hey, can you open up the gate so we can go out and get a gift for my girlfriend? And when the gate closes, you can clearly roll under this gate. This is not... <laughs> can you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just weird, too, because like LL Cool J is like willing to throw away his job for this, like, to let a high school kid yes. out. And not Little any shit. high school kid. But the, the the child of the person who runs the boarding right. school. The one who yeah. basically, like, yeah, the head honcho. Yeah. So later on when Michael Myers pulls up his car and he does just, this whole little dance routine of rolls, like... He just rolls underneath <laughs> the... As like his army men, like just toys. <laughs> just in circles. Just yeah. like, <laughs> they're all, those toys are always defective, dude. Oh, dude, they absolutely, are. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Josh Harnett sneaks out and while he sneaks out, Jamie Lee Curtis is off campus getting lunch as well. Um, and he kind of showed that like she has a drinking problem at this point. She orders was, another glass of Chardonnay while she already has one. I was about to say, she's also going to get booze on her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. I feel um, like this is kind of a theme that they, they drop really quickly as far as her being an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. they just they drop it and they kind of make it look like she's just drinking a lot because it's Halloween and not because <clears throat> she is like an alcoholic, like stressed, you know what I mean? Stressed out about the situation. Yeah, you know, yeah. I disagree with that because later on she has that huge glass of vodka that's like, but it's still Halloween. Better movie. She's just drunk this entire movie. That's just what like, Matt said. Try, that's trying a, to, exactly trying, what Matt trying, said. Trying to survive the encounter. Fucking yes. way, way better movie. Just like running into walls and like, (laughs) dude, it's not in enough horror movies because like I feel like there's so many slasher films where all they do is party. Yeah, and like, can you imagine just being completely shit faced and like somebody that's like, and you're just trying to outrun them all the time, and you're just like, at one point you're like crawling on the ground for like no reason. Like, (laughs) could you imagine that iconic scene where both their faces are up against the glass? Like she was totally like drunk and like her face was like mashed up against like, yeah. <laughs> or the scene where they're underneath the tables and he's trying to find her she's like Bleh. yeah or the, yeah or, she, or, she, like, or the part where they like leave the boarding school and then she's like oh i forgot something and then she rolls underneath the, the gate 
and she gets stuck. Hell. <laughs> well, like that scene you're talking about, man, she like crushes that vodka and she's like, hold on. Like maybe somebody didn't go to the Yosemite trip and then she just takes out a 38 and like runs out <laughs> into, like, to the open. I was like, dude, she's she's plastered right now. Like, yeah, she's she's, oh, yeah. she's not fit to handle this oh, yeah. firearm. But like, I guess originally in the like Jamie Lee Curtis talked about it, but there is like an uh, alcohol, like an alcoholism like theme that originally ran in the uh, first whatever so drafts of the screenplay, mm-hmm. and they eventually dropped it from the storyline. So that's what I mean. Like the, the drinking that she does in the movie makes it look like she's just drinking for the day and not right. because she drinks a lot. Just okay. drinking. Which well, is an all... interesting storyline that they yeah, got awesome. rid of. Would have been awesome. Well, speaking of all that drinking, I feel like this movie is a very good. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's like it's a very good like canvas for the 2018 remake. Like it's totally trying to do yeah. what 2018 did really really well. Yeah, yeah. So it's showing that you know like the Jane paranoia. Lee's... And yeah, like, like it's just PTSD not of the the previous encounter or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like it just does a really good job at setting this up. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not as good as the the 2018, but it's no. yeah. it's yeah. trying. I feel like yeah, um, yeah. No, I think the 2018 one has a lot. Like, is it? It's I know what you mean. It's it's kind of a similar storyline as far as like, uh, like survivors ptsd you know they just go they just go more extreme with it and which i like better i feel like it kind of comes off as a little corny in this where it's like i feel yeah. like she's like too okay for it, like it, it really just plays off your typical um 90s like secret identity i i you know hiding from my past and now it's coming back to catch up you know catch up with me yeah aka like i think julia robertson the enemy like the whatever the enemy i can't remember what it's called sleeping with the enemy yeah sleep with the enemy they do that yeah. i think it, there's like a they'd always do this though it's the same it's like a typical 90s trope where it's like yeah, yeah you know what i think it comes down to is it's probably studios are like we don't want it to be too depressing you know we don't want yeah. it to be too serious we want people to have fun so they sure. make it like a little not lighthearted, but they don't make it as true to its form as it should be i think it's a good point like the way the 28 28- Yes. Man, it is like that movie's crazy. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It's crazy. Do you think do you think 2018 would exist if H2O didn't exist? I personally don't. I feel like they would have come up with something a little bit different, but still extreme like it is, but not Mm. like the uh not the whole it would be a little bit different, I think. No, I think it honestly two things had to happen. I think Mustafa Akkad need, like needed to be removed from the Halloween movies yeah. as a producer because he was just kind of like because of this situation it just kept like rolling out like garbage not garbage movies but just not very like good sequels yeah. to this okay. series. And the other thing was that like they made so many of them that just didn't hit its mark that the, that way it, like it opened this gate for like the 2018 to come and be like all right we've taken it down this route we've taken it down this route we've taken it down this route and we've done several different sequels yeah. trying to branch off of each of them let's do something that's a like way more let's do something that's a little bit closer to that original movie so yeah i agree with you chris i think like with those two things absent with them like uh or sorry with uh the original producer absent and them having to go down this like route so many times so many like times they failed 
yeah that the 2018 one is like born from that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so you're not saying necessarily this mm-hmm. movie but just in general just in, i think in general i think this one's just like i mean we talked about it right after this one is uh resurrection they immediately like started up with h2o and they make yeah. it so anybody can kind of come in and watch them as long as you saw the first one you're you know what's going on yeah um and anybody can come in and watch it and then they try to branch off again with resurrection and then it tanks and then they started over again with halloween one and one with rob zombie, zombie yeah. and then gets to the second one and then they stop again and now they're they are starting again and yeah. it's just all these okay. like but i'm just saying like this one in general do you think do you think 2018 could happen without this one like, I feel like 2018 is just a more spruced up version of this movie. No, I don't think it could have happened without this one. Without it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay, so basically, I think we're kind of getting into, like, the gist of this movie. Because we have, like, a lot of, like, setup. We meet Jamie yeah. um, Lee Curtis's assistant, who's Janet Lee. Yeah. She's um, and which is cool because they show the actual car from Psycho um, yeah. that oh, Janet Lee drives. And when it cuts to the car, it actually plays the original score from psycho in the background oh, which is neat too okay um but yeah so basically jim lee curtis is, tells josh harnett he can't go on this trip and then she changes her mind she's like you know what you go ahead but yeah. at this point josh harnett's already decided to stay back and him and like his group of four friends right are gonna hang out at the boarding school while everybody else goes which right. i think i'd be kind of jacked to go to yosemite i mean that sounds awesome looking it sounds, it sounds really, really awesome. cool yeah, yeah. And I guess when you're a kid, you don't want to be affiliated with anything that's school related. Well, you just got um, this booze and he got the uh the, the brand new Creed album. So I was you gotta, just gonna say that <laughs> you gotta you gotta you I gotta got like, human clay. And... Yeah, you <laughs> I so yeah, I gotta I can't, go, I can't go to USM. I just spent all my money. My, I've got this room. I got that human clay CD you wanted. <laughs> Honto, what would um, that be in inflation numbers? How much would human clay cost back then? Oh, um, CD on compact disc, probably like 108 million or something like that. It probably, yeah. 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 How much did CDs used to cost? I think they were like, like 14, 13 bucks. Yeah, it was like, yeah, 12 or 14, depending. Bucks. Yeah, and they still cost that, right? No, it's, they're a lot cheaper now. What are they? Uh, uh, CDs, okay. they're like, a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a question for you. What was, was the, the last, <laughs> last CD you guys bought? Um, I think mine was, oh, I don't know. I feel like I bought something not too long ago. I think it might have been. Did did the sun just set over on your camera there, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) The apocalypse is happening. And then it was like, all of a sudden it got really dark and you're like looking around. You're like, (laughs) guys. Sorry, I opened opened Spotify to look up this Creed album and the, the window's black. So it. Like okay. uh, it ate up my entire screen, but um, sure, sure. My own prison is uh, the album that they got for this. Uh, yes, this party, oh, yes. Which okay. is actually a pretty solid album. I will go on record and say it's a pretty good album. So I'll go on record and say it's a good record. This um, this, guy <laughs> <laughs> this guy creeds. This guy creeds. That first this, this guy right here creeds. <laughs> um, I can't remember the last CD I bought, which is weird because it sounds like I'm like oh, I don't buy CDs and I spend a bunch of money on vinyls. Honestly, um, I think the last CD I bought was like maybe at like a live show at like a local band, you know. I like honestly, the I can tell you the last CD I bought 
now that I'm thinking about it, the last CD I bought was uh, TV on the radio and it was Seeds. Cool. That was the last CD I bought before like Spotify and stuff popped up. Did they officially break up? Uh, no, they just haven't done anything in a while. That's, that's unfortunate. But it's been like, what? but it was like 15 bucks when I bought it. So Chris, you can't remember your last CD? I don't know. I remember me and Matt went uh, Christmas shopping with the, the other brother a couple uh, years ago. And I think this, I don't know, this might have been. Oh, this is like, already stupid. <laughs> oh, I know, oh, I know, I know. Um, and I think for five bucks, like up front, they had Limp Biscuits sniffing another. Yeah. And I think this was right before Spotify or right after. I can't remember. Okay. But for five bucks, I picked up Significant Other and that was our Christmas shopping. Uh, right, so that's album. Sweet. Okay. Do you guys listen to it? Yeah. We did. We had to. Was it pretty bad or? I, I, okay. Here's the thing. I was talking to Matt today and we were talking about music that, like, I used to be really into, like, the alternative early 2000s, yeah. like Three Days Grace, Stain, Creed, and all is that it stuff. New, like new metal? Like, uh, I guess some of it is, yeah. But like, I listen to it now and I can't listen to it. Like, it just doesn't yeah. do anything for me. It just does not but resonate. It was there for me at the time when I needed it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and it's not saying, like, oh, this, movie, this music's garbage. Yeah. It's just not my thing yeah. anymore. There's different, you know? yeah. different, different tastes. The tastes evolved over time. Yeah, you know, 20, like 20 years later, you're into different the different things now. Different things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a saying where uh there's a saying it's um one day will be the last day you hold your kid and you won't even realize it. And it's like is that kid limp biscuit? <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> it's you like basically it's you holding your child like for the last time and then they they grow up and you don't hold them anymore, right? Okay. And you don't you don't know when that last day is gonna happen. And then the other saying is, one day you're going to buy your last CD and you won't know it. Is that last CD yeah. Limp Biscuit? <laughs> Matt, is that, that last CD was Limp Biscuit. <laughs> so, man, I have no. Okay, so Michael Myers ends up. Okay, hold on. Let's talk. Oh, we're talking about Michael Myers. Movies. Okay, yeah. I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had like 10 thoughts in my head. So, I love um, like the fact the caliber of this movie. We've gone on different tangents. This, just shows that, like, this episode is going to be like three hours. Because, if anybody oh, gives I this know. movie an A or a B, I'm gonna like, I probably yeah, won't do anything that, to what you. Are you gonna we do? Don't what do, do, you, do, do, do something, do it right I now. Like nothing, I feel like we're talking about the movie, but we're not like, there's like nothing to say about it. We're like, yeah, I, oh, I'm, I more, I'm more interested <laughs> into our Limp Biscuit CD talk than I yeah. am with this movie. Because the last like 30, 40 minutes of this movie is nothing but cat and mouse bullshit. And yeah. I yeah. hate this stuff. But I will say right it's now, it's boring to watch. Before we get to the cat and mouse stuff, this very scene I'm about to talk about is an influence on 2018 Halloween. Uh, there's a scene where a little girl and her mother go use this restroom that's oh, like yeah, this like side off restroom yeah this scene has to be like a template for 2018 2018 wouldn't have existed without this one scene right here with this one scene <laughs> but no like it yeah. reminded me of it as soon as it popped yeah. up i was like oh man this is so similar um so yeah so this mother takes her daughter to use the restroom and michael myers comes in steals the purse and steals her car mm-hmm. and it didn't even dawn on me but matt was like what kind of car is this woman driving it's called a 1956 International Harvester Travel Law. Dude, I just set you up for that. It was perfect. Yeah, I had uh, to look it up because I was like, what the hell car is this? Like, well, because the only reason she drives that is so it looks creepy when Michael drives it around. Okay. And I know, and that's why it's it's stupid. Well, because um, they couldn't have like 
Michael driving around in a Ford Focus. That's not creepy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? You know what? He drives around in a uh, what like the car in the first movie. He has something like like a pickup, like a pickup truck. What is right? that? No, what's the what's the car he drives in the first movie? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, like a Cadillac type thing? No, what? I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's not a Cadillac. <laughs> no, it's not a Cadillac. God. Uh, I don't know. But like, anyways, the, what I'm saying is this: the car he drives in the first movie is not scary. And what makes it creepy is that it's like a legit car that you would just normally see. I think it makes it less creepy when it is a creepy car. Does right, that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, it's um, a Ford station wagon. His original? The one that he's yeah, like, yeah, just cruising around. I said yeah, station, station wagon. wagon. You said no, you didn't say station. No, you didn't. You Sta- said what? <laughs> is it, it Statham? Is that Jason Statham put together? Statham. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Statham wagon. <laughs> uh, so Michael ends up driving the car up to the gate and just, dip, just, just abandons it. Yeah, and LL Cool J plays this like cat and mouse game with them until yeah. Michael just like sneaks in. Well, at this and point, then, he, he didn't realize he had already rolled underneath the gate to get past LL Cool J. So he was already gone when he was looking for him. Right. It's a <laughs> yeah. complete waste of time. Um, I will say I really enjoy LL Cool J's um, novel writing. Uh, that whole thing is fun. Yeah, I do like that character. It's a, it's a cool trope. Uh, trait. It's a cool trope, but they do absolutely nothing. Like, they should have had him, like, fist fighting Michael Myers at some point in this movie. It would have been incredible. What do you mean? Okay, so you say that would have been awesome. Go watch the one after this when Buster Rhymes ninja kicks terrible. Michael Myers. Terrible. No, how is that yeah. okay? Terrible. He's kicking. Like, I want to see fist fist punching. Okay, punch, yeah, yeah. Punch, punch to the noggin. Not dude, like, I would not, not be. Trick or treat, mother effer, and then jump yeah. kicking him. That's a sound clip. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, yeah try not to drop that F-bomb. That's why I said <laughs> mother effer. <laughs> So at this point, Michael Myers is in the school, and it is for the next like yeah thirty five minutes it, roughly. It, it, it's a whole it's a whole lot of what's that noise, you know? Oh, yeah. dude, Josh Hartnett does it a lot. Yeah, yeah, he'll just stop and like stare at something for like ten minutes. Parentheses leaves rustling. Well, there's a whole <laughs> right. lot of there's a whole lot of clatter. Oh yeah, oh I believe it. <laughs> um, so the four kids are like bunked up and they're they're legit listening to Creed having snacks, and Michael just kind of just takes them off one by one. He ends up killing the uh, the guy first, uh, the Topher Grace looking guy. Um, which this whole scene, and I feel like I hate when they do stuff where they set it up for the audience. Yeah, because he drops like the corkscrew into the um, this the is what I'm looking for. Yeah, the tra- garbage uh, uh, yeah garbage disposal. Garbage disposal. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> that was tough for me and Hunter. And as I say, I don't hey, even Josh know. Hartnett, where's the corkscrew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just to show you what it is, he like turns it on a couple of times yeah. and he has like this whole moment. You don't need any of this. This is purely just for the audience. Like in of real like, life. Is he is it gonna be violent? Is it gonna be a graphic scene here or whatever? Yeah, you know, and like that. Yeah. That and so they set up this whole thing, and then oh, this is where you get CGI Michael Myers mask. Oh um, yeah, I forgot to keep an eye out. It cuts for it. to it for like a second. Um, but yeah, it's like entirely like a drawn-on face. And it's, it's so only crazy. for this scene. We pause it. It's bizarre looking. Yeah. So I'll bring this up right now. Uh so okay, let's talk about all the masks mm-hmm. that are in this movie. There are four different masks are there that were really? made for this movie. Yeah. 
Um, the one, one um, of them. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, the one he's looking at the Jamie Lee Curtis through the window, it looks like he's got like some Oakley, like glasses, sunglasses on. Yeah. There's like really <laughs> so like, yeah, the eye is shapes. It yeah. changes throughout the movie and his, his head, his, the shape of his head changes too. And his hair changes. Um, I guess halfway through the movie, they decided to go with a different mask. So originally K and B, so odd. they had the K and B mask, which I think the K and B mask is from four or five. Okay. It looks, it looks very, it, is. it looks very similar to a four and five mask. That, that time. Yes. There's yeah. the K, so there's the K and B mask. And then there's a Stan Winston mask, and that's the mask they switched to. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mask in the beginning of the movie. I'm, I, I got it all written down, but it's just it's just super convoluted. It's um, yeah, no, I've got it right off IMDb. There's just like it was like a huge paragraph, but but there's a different mask in the beginning, and then there's another mask that they try to enhance with CGI, and it's in the shot for like a second, and I'm, it's yeah, like it clear looks, as day. It's terrible looking. It looks, it looks crazy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, like, I don't know why it was so hard to just, just be like... Just get it right. Just, <laughs> just yeah, get it right. Just use the same damn mask. Yeah. Like, why are you guys running around just making masks? Like, yeah. why are you just changing spend, it up? Just Yes, yeah, spend time and just make the mask legit and go on with your movie. Yeah, I don't spending, get it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that was actually really interesting, legit. Um, so, this oh, guy thanks. ends up getting... <laughs> <laughs> no enthusiasm whatsoever in that sense. Anyway, oh yeah, super interested. So Next this guy scene. ends up getting killed. They don't show it. But yeah. Later on, when his girlfriend finds him, he's in the uh, is it a dumbwaiter? Dumb, dumb dumb yeah, yeah. And this whole scene is kind of bizarre because she goes up in the dumbwaiter, and as Michael like chases her, mm-hmm. and for some reason Michael looks up the like the hallway of the dumbwaiter yeah like why i don't understand why he's looking up the watcher it's totally forcing it a cool shot of looking down on michael right. and i hate stuff like that because that's stuff that's made for the audience this isn't a movie this is like a haunted house for like people watching well i yeah. think because what happens is she's like in the dumbwaiter and then he cuts the rope and it falls down i guess it's like yeah but i'm just saying as it's up he's like watching it and it's just yeah. i don't know it's goofy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he gets rope up. right when it's under him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh it's like uh the the angle in Home Alone. <laughs> Better movie if they start doing Home Alone tricks in this movie. Um, but yeah, they do this whole thing where she gets to the top, tries to crawl out of the dumb. But he's like, he's already at the top. Doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, well, no, I mean, she escapes. He cuts the rope, and like, she's crawling out of the like the thing or whatever. And he's already up there. Like it's one floor. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like there's like really like just kill her. Like it didn't matter. There's no like tension because he's already up there, you know. I guess yeah. it mattered. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh well, I guess the whole point was he was trying to get her to come down. And when he realized she wasn't down there, then he went up to but yeah. I, I get but what you're I, saying. But honestly, this was my complaint with it uh from the beginning was that why is, if Michael Myers is after Jamie Lee Curtis. Why the hell is he killing everybody else? Like, I guess why is he's, he... he's just crazy, dude. He dude, just, why have I been like... asking that for the past six movies? Yeah, but for like, as far as like two goes, is the same way. Mm. Like, it makes sense when he's like in the first one, he's kind of killing all these people around Jamie Lee Curtis to like, yeah. like in a way torturing her. Well, because he's spotting the uh, in the first one, if I recall. Uh... <laughs> there you go. Nobody, keep going. Nobody, nobody heard that at all. <laughs> nobody heard <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Allergy <laughs> season, man. You don't Three. have to do a three, two, one. Everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So yeah, if I recall in the first one, uh, it's almost like he targets the girls because they're all talking shit to him in the car. They like yeah. give him the finger, or whatever, and he stops. And then they he just kind of drives on. So it's almost like they talk shit to him. So like, therefore, he's gonna like kill them, basically. Yeah, and two's just a body count movie. That like, is he's totally. Just, he's just killing everybody, and it's just kind of like okay, in that, like in that abandoned hospital that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the only patient in. Right. Hey, you're, careful what you say. We all like that movie. It's, no, I was I was gonna finish. Not oh, go bad, back to the old podcast. Not yeah, a bad I don't movie. Know. It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's not I, I like good. it. Yeah, it's pretty I, good. I enjoy it. But like, same with this one. It's like, like his goal is to get to Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. but he's like messing around with these two people. It's like, are these four time. people yeah. wasting his time? And it's like, well, let's talk dude. about all the work he puts into this because he cuts the dumbwaiter, which like breaks her ankle, mm-hmm. but somehow she's able to pull it out. But if it broke her ankle and it was that heavy, I don't think she'd be able just to pull her ankle out. Yeah. Whatever. But so she gets out, Michael goes upstairs, kills her. And then later on, he like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but he like sets her up where like a light, like the light bulb's in her. Like she's what? hanging from this like light bulb or this, um, does it, no, you guys are just staring at me, pick, man. Pick, Pictionary, keep, uh, <laughs> two, two words, two words. Uh... No, later on, Michelle Williams and Josh Harnett find her. I see. And she's hanging from this like, uh, yeah, light bulb. Electrical, like yeah. from a light bulb. It's a light. It's like a. It's a light it's bulb a light with bulb, a. Yes, yeah, it's literally a light bulb. A, a light bulb. Yeah, but is it I like? Have, I have one in that closet right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hanto, can we get a visual on this? <laughs> do you want me to do it real quick? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Just what? for just, the YouTube just audience, a, for anybody who's interested. Oh, like uh, the movie. Oh, okay. Like the movie. Like the movie. Light bulb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Hanto had okay, a body cool. hanging in there too. It was like, <laughs> uh, I just opened it. Michael Myers is in there. Where did he you is... buy that movie prop from? That's really cool. I bought it for this podcast episode because I knew we we're going to talk about the light bulb extensively. About H two O. Well, yeah. You know what though? It is one of those things. It's another cliche slasher thing where they find the dead bodies. I hate that. Well, they do I it really so do. well. They do it so well in the first movie where she's going around the house and they are all like falling strategically. Yeah, that's one yeah. done. Don't do it but ever like, again. There's another one in this movie in the beginning when the nurse is running next door and she finds yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt dead with the ice skate in his face. And then she runs to the back door and her, the other friend is just like leaning against the back door with a knife yeah. in his back. So mm-hmm. when she opens the door, the body like falls forward. <laughs> and it's just like... That's so much work to like set it's up. It's so like much it's, work. How many times yeah. do you think the body you gotta, like, like, fell as he was like positioning <laughs> it on the... Well, I mean, like, think about it. It's like, a stiff! <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta kill him, right? And yeah. then you gotta rate, you gotta like like lay him out flat. So yeah. you gotta like wait for rigor mortis to kick in, so I mean, his body will go. He probably stiff. got. A, he probably and then got you like can a... prop him in front of the door. So you know what I mean. So and then Michael's probably night... breathing through his mask. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> gonna put the body up, and, and yeah. then you gotta hope to God that she goes through that door. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. Because like, what if she's a window jumper and she just jumps right out the window, and he's like, "Son of a bitch." Like as soon as she saw Joseph Gordon Levitt, she's he just like she just jumps out the window, and or like what if she backtracks her steps and like goes back well, to the front door and the back door? I Why is there a door? <laughs> I think I think he had twenty years to perfect this technique, and I think he knew exactly what was going on. Speaking of, why does it take him twenty years to get to Jimmy Lee Curtis? Oh, because she changed her name. Okay, 
So this is probably internet, internet doesn't exist quite yet. So he was yeah. And, well, yeah. She and it, there, this next scene is when Jamie Curtis is with her boyfriend, yeah. and she explains everything the whole to him. Of the, yeah, the whole yeah. Pretty and much. the reason okay, why so he's coming on. after her yeah. now is because I, I guess it's because Josh Hartnett turned. Well, no, Josh no, no. turned seventeen. No, no. The reason that Michael Myers knows where she's at. Oh, never mind. It's because she ransacked. <laughs> she uh, he went through Ransacked. the office at the beginning. Of the nurse, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the seventeen-year-old. <laughs> I, like I, I like, I just now put that together as I said it out loud, and I was like, oh no, like because she looks at, she's like, because he asks her questions, like, oh my god, he's like, how old were you when this all happened to you? 17. And she looks up at the birthday card, and she's like, seventeen, <laughs> because it's it's seventeenth birthday card. So in my head, I made the connection. I was like, oh, he's coming after Josh Hartman because he's seventeen. Oh, okay. And then Dude, I realized, little, like, no. little, did, little did you know that there was a whole cold open where they focus on <laughs> him getting the information. <laughs> I realize that now that, like, I was like, oh yeah, like, no, he just, he just now got this information. So honestly, Chris, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> like, oh. Dude. I hope they, should, they, they, they should remake the opening scene where he looks at the board with all the information and then zooms in on Michael Myers' face. And he's like, 17. <laughs> yeah. Like, Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> it took, but it's like, I, this is stupid because it took him 20 years to do this. Yeah, he's kind of it took him 20 years. Okay. Here's a question It took him 20 years to find out where Loomis lived. Loomis. That's the thing. Yeah. It's Loomis's house. The nurse was taking care of Loomis. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it took him 20 years to find out where Loomis lived, to find out where Jamie Lee Curtis was. I get what you're saying, but I feel like it's a little too late. We just both asked really two stupid questions. <laughs> and we're trying to be like, hold on, here's this other stupid thing. Wait, 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 I know. It's because he's 17. <laughs> Yeah, so he goes after Jamie Lee Curtis because Josh yeah. Hartman's uh, the oldest 17-year-old ever. He's only killing 17-year-olds. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis realizes that for some reason that Josh Harnett didn't go on this trip. Yeah. So um, after down with all this vodka, she grabs her gun and they run to the school. And this is basically just more cat and mouse where um, they have the awesome scene where they, I think it's probably one of the best scenes of the movie is when they hide on the other side of the gate, but they're kind of like trapped by the door. Yeah, this yeah. is cool. This is it's cool. cool. Yeah, it's And they cool. can't get the keys. And then it has that awesome iconic shot of Michael looking at Jim Lee Curtis through that um, oval window. Um, I remember that was in the, <laughs> the trailers. The mask is, I, I do remember from the trailers. It's just yeah. the mask is so terrible. It's just yeah, because so like, in part, face it's okay. to face. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. And they run throughout the school. Jim Lee Curtis's boyfriend gets killed very violently. Dude, this uh, is crazy. Allah it's a Halloween very too. disturbing death. After he, oh, uh, yeah. After he mistakenly shoots LL Cool J uh, in the head. That's right. Well, he was oh, like, clearly gray, gray. dead. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they checked his pulse and everything. He was dead. There's a whole blood pile and everything. And <laughs> at the right. end, he's like, thankfully, I just got grazed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who? Honey, you're not going to uh, believe this. <laughs> was that you licking the wound right there, Chris? Like, yeah, I was like kissing yeah, it. Like, ketchup. Ooh. Ketchup packet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now it's basically, I guess I get like Josh Harnett, Michelle Williams kind of hide away. And then we do the whole cat and mouse thing with just yeah. Jamie and Michael. And one thing that I remember really big in the trailer was when Michael is like above the rafters. Oh, he's like, and doing he like one lowers arm himself. Up. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like one 
awesome. Good for him. Man. Great that's, job. Great yeah. job. But two, like, how does she not like see him like in your peripheral? Like, at you least the, see yeah, a guy at least like, the boots. Up <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> it's the same situation. It's the same situation where he thought she was going to be over there, but she turned one direction. <laughs> right. Could you imagine just going there and this guy's like up on the thing? He's like perched like a gargoyle, but you only see his back. And then you like slowly go the opposite yeah. way that you came. Like, <laughs> I see you. Um, go this way. <laughs> but they kind of end this whole fight in like I guess like the cafeteria it, or something. Is the cafeteria? There's just and I do like long this. tables. You know. Yeah, I do like this because she's like climbing under all these tables and he's just like flinging them away and it's a pretty good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. pretty much. I, I think the, it, it's kind of goofy and like the way it's shot, it looks really suspenseful. And this is I, all like all in the importance of how you, how you shoot something, right? Yeah. But it's shot really suspenseful because it's all these tight shots of her under the table and him on top. But if you would have shot that room wide and it was just her like crawling under the tables and him like waiting for her to crawl the next one to walk over to the next one and then like, you know what I mean? Like it'd <laughs> yeah. probably be like the, if you just, if it was just like a long 10 minute take. <laughs> Of just one angle and like she's crawling at the tables and then remove the and then remove remove the uh, remove the suspenseful music so it's just like the yeah (laughs) (laughs) just all the sound like yeah (laughs) 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 I think it'd be kind of a it's kind of a goofy scene but I agree agree. she's trying I mean I like it for what the scene is as a whole I really do enjoy the scene I think it's really neat. Yeah, they're doing um, they're doing something because they haven't really done a chase like this. It's usually just like yeah. you know, sure. And I can't remember how it happens, but they kind of get to like the top of the cafeteria, and Michael gets thrown down. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets knocked out. Yeah, and I think this is when the police show up because she goes to kill him. Yeah, and then who is this? Where Ella Cool J shows up? Yeah, yeah. Or, I think he grabs yeah. her. Basically, it's over. Yeah, he's like know. he's dead. He's he's over. Yeah, or it's over. And then we cut to like the police and the medics are all outside and Jamie's like, you know what? I don't think so. Um, kind of like the LL Cool J song where he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> and he grabs, <sighs> she grabs a gun from a cop, grabs the, I guess it's not even a medic at this point because Michael's dead, but yeah. she grabs the car that he's in, takes off with the ambulance them, and they end up, it's bizarre because <sighs> she ends up throwing on the brakes he flies out, goes down the hill. Yeah. She wrecks the car, falls out of the car, and then the car pins him against a tree. Yeah. And it's really weird because when he's pinned, he does this like shake thing, but it looks like it was like drawn on. Like if you ever watch yeah. this again, it's really it, yeah. odd looking. I'll have to check it out. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis comes over, he reaches out his hand, and Truce. then Jamie Lee Curtis cut <laughs> deuces. <laughs> and uh, she cuts off his head, and that's the end of the movie. And it should have ended that way, end of the, the series, because it's a solid this, ending. This yeah. ending is simultaneously awesome and terrible. Why terrible? Oh, because what happens with the next Because one? of what happens literally the next movie. It's the dumbest yeah. thing of all time. It's, it's crazy that they keep making these movies, and they keep starting them up, and with the idea of that they're just going to end them, and there's going to be no franchise. I think four and five well, I mean, that, that's a I, that's I a that's a that's a cliffhanger yeah that's a cliffhanger and then yeah. five has a cliffhanger too and yeah, then it does one, one has a cliffhanger kind yeah. of 
Like technically, it has a cliffhanger. Two has a cliffhanger. No, not really. Two doesn't. Yeah, two yeah. doesn't. Two ends it's just, it. It's just the face, the mask melting. Oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So Michael Myers and he dies like, like flat out dies in two, uh, six, seven H two O. Yeah, eight again in Resurrection, but yeah. we find out the seven death doesn't really count, and then. Uh, I don't even know if he dies in the zombie movies. What point are you trying to prove? I guess it's just like, you would think that like when they would start these things back up, they would be like, hey, we need to kind of do like a looser ending that <laughs> right. we can make a sequel for because yeah. this is probably going to make us a lot of money that we shouldn't do anything where he chops his, she chops it's, his head off that yeah. we could do something we could branch off into a sequel. Well, I think it's that almost, was the whole point is they did it to be like, all right, there's no more. It's yeah. done. Yeah. It's almost and, like they filmed the uh, the ending to this movie and screened it for the executive, you know, the studio execs and everything. Like, yeah, Steve, you weren't supposed to cut off the head. Where we have a signed sequel <laughs> next coming out in two years. Like, what are you doing? He's like, we'll figure worry. something out. I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. My five year old came up with this. Yeah, I hate it. Literally, this idea. It literally is. Like, yeah, for, for those who for those yeah, who haven't seen Chris. it, so basically, he knocked out. What they say happened is that Michael Myers didn't die. He ended up knocking out a paramedic, broke his vocal cords or his windpipe so he couldn't talk, put the mask on him, switched with the paramedic, and so the head (sighs) she cuts off is the paramedic at the end. That's why he reaches out because he couldn't talk because of whatever. So at one point, at one point, another medic or a cop could have walked into the room and there would have been a naked Michael Myers and a naked medic, and he'd be switching clothes. And it'd be like that scene from Naked Gun when uh, when Leslie Nielsen switching clothes with uh, yeah, no, with, yeah. Uh, oh, the uh, opera, yeah. the opera, the opera singer Enrico Plaza. Yeah, yeah, Plaza. yeah. Plaza. and he's switching Enrico clothes Plaza. with them, and the cop would have been like, "Oh, sorry," and yeah, he just sorry. walked out. <laughs> like, yeah, Michael so Myers totally... has like his messed up eye and everything like that because he yeah. got the the coat hanger oh, in it, and yeah, like, yeah. But they totally ruined the uh, this whole ending with the first fifteen minutes of the next one. Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. Kill but off Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. but it is entertaining. It's, ball- to it's, watch. A, ba- it's, it's a ballsy move, but it's also the dumbest move. Did not pay off. Yeah. So Halloween H two O nineteen ninety eight has a fifty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, before we go around, I'll say mine. I would say I'll give it a sixty five. I enjoy it. I've watched it a lot of times. I think the running time is awesome on it. It pretty much gets to the point. Um, there's not a lot I don't like about it. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but for the movie and the series, this is one mm-hmm. of the better ones for sure. So, yeah. What about you, Hanto? Uh, I'm going to say it probably like 45 to 50% for me. Okay. Not a lot happening in this movie at all. It's okay. really just a straightforward movie. Yeah. I, no, had for fun, sure. I had more fun talking about it than I did watching this. Really? Movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, um, what about you? I got, I got two scores for this. If this is the first time you watched it, it would probably be about a 65. That's in, comparison, was, in comparison to watching four, five, and six in a row, this one's kind of a breath of fresh air. Because I did watch recently, like within the past couple years, I watched them all in sequence. Yeah. And after watching four, five, and six, and I was like, these are not very good. These are rough to watch. Yeah, this was better because it was like okay, they kind of there's better going, time scares, there's a better to, story, yeah. it's faster pace. But after having seen this movie like five or six times, I would probably sit around at like the forty five to fifty percent range, just because it's just kind of like I, I, I think, think that twenty eighteen one just crushes a lot of these. 
and makes him look like child's play. Like what you okay. said, I think like first time viewing was like, wow, that was incredible. You know, this is like 10 year old me talking. talking I didn't say it was incredible. This movie. Hold this, on. I, I, I was said it was incredible. I was, I was, I was, no, this is me talking, not you. Oh, okay. Let me talk. Let me tell about my childhood. Oh, okay. Uh, no, when I, first, when, I, when I first saw this, it was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Because this is like my favorite movie franchise, like horror yeah. franchise. Because I was more into this than I was like. Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street growing up. Same. Yeah. But, uh, I think just like having, ha- like knowing the ending now with like the, the headshot, because that was such a surprise part when I first saw this. And then knowing what happens in Resurrection and then knowing that there's 2018 Halloween, it just really decreases the value of the movie for me. Dude, yeah, good point. Honestly, I think that weighs on it more than anything is that you know what happens after this. And then, like, it kind of goes nowhere. I feel like if, like, if this was the the late the latest Halloween movie, yeah. I feel like we would all have a pretty oh, high rating for way, it. Way, way higher. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'll take. I want to say sixty-five is kind of high. I would. I would go with a solid sixty, just because I feel like it did a lot for the franchise. It brought it back from where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So what were our final scores? I had sixty. Hanzo, what do you got? I think it was like forty-five. Forty-five. Matt, what did you have? Forty-five as well. Uh, yeah, something like that. I would say 45. I'm sitting okay. at like a 45 now. I was kind of like bored watching this, but I think I've seen it too many times. Right. And, and that's kind of hard too. When we did yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, like I know that's an awesome movie, See, I've seen but I've seen it so many times. And yeah. it was hard. I was like, do I, I, I was bored with it because I've seen it so many times, so I didn't know what the rated. Like, yeah, yeah I watched it's it for hard. the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'd sit at like I'm sorry I'm sitting at like a 50 55 right now because okay. I know this is like a decent movie it's not terrible I think I've just seen it too many times and there's a there's other movies in the series that I like better sorry sure. maybe I should maybe I should bump mine up to 50 <laughs> percent cool Viewers, man wow. what the hell do we rate this movie <laughs> no one knows all right so that's gonna end our first movie in halfway to October Scarefest uh, join yeah, us oh, the next episode oh, here you go here you go oh. Matt's got a, Matt's got a uh, a bone chilling fact okay so my right my wife was overhearing us in in uh the other room and yeah. went while we were talking about what to call it this year and it's halfway to how ha- halfway to october right so she said you should just call it h2o halfway to october right there okay i dig it I, yeah i know and i was like wow that's super like clever but we're just going to do halfway to Scarefest. Halfway to Halloween Scarefest, October ha- Scarefest. October no, Scarefest. it should be called Simicol <laughs> H2O, Halloween H2O. So I think that would, I, I dig the it's, H2O. Yeah, that, we'll, that we'll, make, we'll make the name as confusing as this entire franchise. Right, yeah. Yeah. So um, so we got a couple more movies left for this. Um, we have a listener request. We have one that's going to come out on this very specific day. So that kind of puts our next movie at the joshua jackson classic urban legend is this another kevin yeah. williamson joint no it is not it's this not. is a this is a like a um like a roger corman version of a kevin williamson movie. okay it's just like i'll a, tell you what yeah yeah the folk, i really the like kevin, the folkly it's a fake version of a horror movie. it's it is yeah <laughs> i like kevin williamson's like writing style a lot but it's a shame because like i feel like everything that comes out in this like five or six year arc between horse like related to horror stuff yeah Every, he, it's probably gets so confused with like oh did kevin williamson write that right, sure right yeah you know because it's so, like it's all the same kind of teenagers and the same kind of story so it's like yeah his whole 100%. filmography probably gets mixed up with everybody else's 
Oh, I believe it. So, uh, yeah, join us for that. I'm actually really excited about the talk. talk been, very excited to talk about this one because it's been a while since I've seen this. Yeah. It's been quite some so, time since I've, yeah. since I've seen this movie. So, yeah. So, join us. If you have any requests or you have any um, recommendations or you just want to say hi, uh, hit us up. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacalpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. We love doing this. We hope you love listening to it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time.